Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Review on W-A-Y-O-L-P freaking Rochester, also freaking Apple freaking Podcasts, Google freaking Pray, though that doesn't exist anymore, Spotify, and freaking SoundCloud if anybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, my name is Taylor the Sandman freaking Lofton, and with me as always to my freaking left is freaking Mike Doug freaking Jordan, and then Sandy the Sandman Farkas joining us both via satellite freaking New York, both from freaking Doug's freaking domicile as some say, jeez louise down on my knees, weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, and the freaking panel, start your freaking engines, this is our week in freaking review. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It has been one week since we last spoke. Two week, I should say. Jesus Louise down at my knees. And it has been an adjustment. And I'm talking about the freaking giant bulbous. It looks like a diaper, weakers and tweakers. It's on my head. No, it's a helmet. So if you see a man walking around the streets of Rochester, perhaps riding the bus, wearing a diaper on his head, you can be sure it's me and I'm actually wearing a helmet. And it is not filled with freaking diarrhea. So, geez louise, down on my knees, I told the story last week. I had a big spill and weakers and tweakers, I'm sure, know all about it. And I have been adjusting my lifestyle with a few blips and boops here and there due to the giant helmet that I have to wear 24 freaking 7. But the holiday season is among us, Uyghurs and Tweakers, and it's not all drear and drab, even though Doug Jordan is here with us. We have some exciting times ahead of us. Bells are ringing in the air. Gumdrops are flying through the night's eye, Doug Jordan. And nestling in between our mouths, we swallow them in the freaking night, and we wake up with a goo in our mouth from these gumdrops because we're dreaming of gumdrops, gumdrop dreams. Last week we celebrated freaking Jordan Thanksgiving at the Doug Jordan homestead And geez louise down on my knees it was a blessed affair Although I was put to work pretty much immediately by Sandy the Sandman Farkas Because we have been fortifying Doug Jordan's domicile And creating a fortress of freaking solitude that can't be freaking broken into by the freaking government Who want to come and tear down his shed and rip freaking Sandy from freaking Doug Jordan's freaking blessed grasp And pull him and throw him into freaking prison So, we have been doing that Sandy the Sandman Farkas put me to work right away on Thanksgiving Day one of the fortification, cleaning the freaking seed He had me wiping down the walls, there was seed everywhere from Sandy's seed and 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 Jesus always down on my knees a tiny little name of freaking Larry his seed and then blessed is he the seed of freaking Pastor Lewis and I think I got almost all of it it took quite a bit of mopping up and ragging of the walls so Jesus always down on my knees Sandy the Sandman Farkas how you doing how you been how are you god bless you merry freaking christmas happy hanukkah and a blessed kwanzaa and god bless you and how was your week uh yeah um uh i think uh freaking happy to freaking be here uh i thank you for the freaking blessing freaking happy hanukkah to freaking you as well uh, as well as a blessed freaking kwanzaa and a uh freaking merry freaking christmas and um, freaking uh, happy freaking New Year while we're freaking at it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, please don't interrupt me. And uh, freaking pretty good freaking Thanksgiving to boot. Uh, basically, uh, what's new with me? Uh, 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 
Taylor uh, touched on the freaking uh, fortification, uh, which we cleaned out uh, the freaking seed, uh, and boy, oh boy, was there freaking seed to clean up. Uh, I will even even on the day of freaking Thanksgiving Day when I was looking at the garage and I said, "Jesus, Louise, this is a lot of freaking seed. This is more freaking seed than I thought there was." Uh, and I saw a couple piles of freaking seed that I said, that isn't, I, I don't recognize that one. I said, who else is bringing, who else's freaking seed is in here? Uh, and you know, uh, I thought, well, this, this pile of freaking seed might be freaking Doug juniors. Uh, uh, this one over here in the freaking corner, that may be freaking Doug seniors. And, uh, and then I saw another one and I said, that, that looks like freaking, that looks like freaking Taylor's seed. And sure enough, Taylor managed to find a moment, uh, to freaking play with himself during the freaking cleanup process and created just that much more freaking seed, which we then you know freaking uh freaking subsequently freaking uh cleaned up yeah uh, what we, yeah go ahead well i basically by the time it came around to eat freaking dinner at the freaking jordan family table i couldn't even look at the freaking gravy centered in your freaking at, at center the center of the spread so to speak the gravy doug jordan because i had cleaned up so much seed but eventually I did try it and it went down beautifully. And actually Doug Jordan made it this time, not his wife. Yeah, What's I your know. recipe? I just, you know, you cook the turkey and then you use what you what the cookie the what the cookie drips off. What the turkey drips off. The turkey seed. Yeah, you use the you use the turkey drippings uh, to make the gravy. That's what I did. Drip drip I know what you mean. And geez, Louise, it was a delicious bird. So thank you. Uh, yeah, I would like to freaking piggyback on that. The freaking spread, the freaking Thanksgiving spread. Uh, Thanksgiving at the freaking Jordan household is uh, never freaking disappoints. And uh, this freaking year was no freaking exception. Yeah. Uh, the freaking bird was freaking uh, freaking plump and freaking beautiful. And whether or not it was freaking covered in seed, uh, I, I tell you what, I, I don't even give a freaking damn. Because uh, the thing, the freaking bird was freaking delicious. And uh, and if it was covered in freaking seed, then consider me a freaking uh, freaking lover of seed. Uh, uh, what was the freaking question? Uh, it was a good freaking Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to clarify the turkey was not uh, covered in seed. So oh, for everybody well, listening out there. Doug, go ahead and uh, uh, be quiet there for a second. Uh, uh, the verdict's still freaking out on whether or not the freaking bird was covered in seed. Uh, when no, whether I that, just said it wasn't covered in seed. Verdict's still out. Uh, whether that freaking was the seed of the bird, uh, the bird's freaking seed, if you will, uh, has yet to be freaking determined as well. Uh, yeah. No one no one is sure whose freaking seed it was on the freaking bird. Yeah, the jury is out, Doug. We, I mean, it's possible that you glazed it yourself because it did glisten in the light as I sat before the table as you carved it and trimmed it so nicely. Yeah, when, when you, watching freaking Doug freaking carve a bird, you're like, geez Louise, he really knows his way around this bird. Um, and, you know, one one knows his way around uh, a body that he's freaking made love to. Yeah, he uh, studied its anatomy before. It's obvious. Yeah. So it was a freaking great freaking Thanksgiving, and uh, it was great to be around freaking friends and freaking uh, freaking family, if I'm being freaking honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have sex with a turkey. And how was your week, Doug, and how are you bless you uh thank you for the blessing uh not uh week uh was pretty good uh heard back from uh the city paperwork that i filed uh, for my shed which we uh was under investigation actually went went through so we're 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 in the clear you know shed shed can still uh stay can still stand but i may have to pay uh some sort of a fine so i don't know how much it's going to be but i'm not looking forward to that See, they got you right where they want you, Doug. This That's is what I said. City Government 101.
Mrs. Mayor Lovely Warren's got you by the freaking balls, Doug Jordan. And her plan is to rid you of a shed and of a best friend named Sandy Farkas, also my best friend, God bless him. And this, Doug, they are trying to trick you into letting your guard up, to unfortifying your house, and to allowing them access, granting them access into your freaking causeway and removing your shed freaking right off your property. Well, I, I don't know how having to pay a fine entitles them to come into my house and and remove the shed and, and then to search my garage. Doug, this is what I was freaking telling you earlier. They tell you you need to freaking pay a fine and everything's going to go back to freaking the way it was. And then you freaking let your freaking guard down. And it's when you let your freaking guard down that they freaking swoop in and they freaking take your freaking shed. They take your freaking manhood and they take me and freaking sit me back off to freaking the cold freaking cold snowy freaking north of freaking Canada where they don't even freaking celebrate freaking Christmas, Doug. No, I'm pretty sure they celebrate or Hanukkah Christmas or Kwanzaa. I think they celebrate all those holidays there, depending on their culture. Doug, I don't know how this got on to freaking Canada and whether or not they freaking celebrate freaking Christmas or freaking Kwanzaa or what freaking have you. This is about freaking fortifying your freaking house and making sure these freaking people don't freaking come and freaking take me the, the freaking heck away. Well, and why would they take you away if you're a U.S. citizen? You're from the United States of America. Why would they send you back to Canada? That's very freaking true, Doug. Uh, and and to, that, to that question, uh, I can only answer with the world works in freaking mysterious ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Once they freaking got me, they can put me wherever they want. And, and, and I'll tell you where they freaking want me. And that's as far away from them as they possibly can get me. Put and some distance. Freaking, yeah. So, geez, we down on my knees. The fortification moves on. And speaking of which, we want a little update on that, Sandy, the Sandman Farkas. I believe you were telling a tale of the fortification process. Uh, yeah, I said, I said we can reinforce this freaking sucker as much as we freaking want. But what we really need are freaking soldiers. Uh, and it's about it's about time we freaking call them the freaking big guns. And I freaking went ahead and I freaking called the freaking most dangerous man I freaking know. And that's freaking Stugatz because he has a freaking police record. He is a registered freaking sex offender. And, and, and he's been through the freaking system before and he's dealt with these people. And it was just in the freaking nick of time, too, because he hasn't he's he's uh, he's been living on the streets uh, for the past couple of weeks. So I said, we need to freaking get this guy in here. And uh, and he's been freaking bunking up with me in the freaking garage, uh, much to freaking Doug Jordan's freaking chagrin, because uh, this is news to me. But apparently those two do not freaking get along. Uh, what do you mean and- that's news to you? I mean, Doug. I mean, he's um, he's at all of your freaking barbecues. He's at. I don't invite him. You're the ones that invite that invite him there. I've never liked him. I think I've even there's even if you check the tape. I think I I even said that I would kill him if I could kill one person. And I think I said Stu Gotts. And also, I did not know that he's a registered sex offender and he's living in my garage where I have an underage son. So I'm not too happy about that. All of a well, sudden, those those freaking claims are freaking erroneous. Yeah, uh, and and he not if he's registered. That. That's not an erroneous claim. He's a registered sex offender. That's mean he's been registered for offending with sex. Yeah. That's true, Doug. And but Doug, he went through the freaking system. I mean, he, you know, he freaking he's he's he freaking paid his dues. He's freaking he was rehabilitated. Convicted as a registered sex offender. Yeah, very much so, um, and with good freaking reason. Uh, the, but the fact is, Doug, this guy, this is the guy that's freaking protecting your freaking house. You're freaking. How is he protecting my house? I have an underage son, and he's a registered sex offender that's now living in my garage. Yeah. Where I'm letting my friend stay, who didn't even ask me to let this guy live in my garage as well, well as well, him. Well, well, hold on. I mean, with, in my freaking defense, I didn't ask if if little Larry could stay or if freaking Pastor Lewis could stay either. And I, as far as I know, that those weren't freaking issues either. 
That's fair, but I don't want Stugats in my garage. Well, what about the shed? Definitely not in the shed. Well, I was going to have to stay somewhere. Jeez Louise, down on my knees. I We are working on tunnels, so maybe he can stay in the tunnels. And by the way, the tunnel digging is not going well. What I, do you mean you're working on tunnels? Hold on, hold on. Where are you digging tunnels? The basement, Doug. The freaking basement that you Wh- stopped freaking working on. Why are you digging a tunnel in my basement? We talked about it. We talked about it. We, it's from freaking the new freaking Rambo movie. There's... Yeah. And geez, Louise, down on my knees, because you're gonna have to have a way to bypass the freaking booby traps, Doug. And if you go in the main entrances of your house pretty soon, your family members are gonna walk right into a freaking face full of freaking booby trap. And maybe your nope. wife's used to that, but geez, Louise, down on my knees, poor little freaking Doug Jr. is gonna be smacked right in the face with a booby trap. No, I'm, I'm no, no more. I'm done. No more booby traps. No more, no more fortification of my, no more digging tunnels in my basement. I'm done. This is done. There is no for Stugatz has to leave. There's no fortification. It's over. I'm, I am ending it right now. Well, as I was saying, there's no way to talk yourself out of this. It's done. As I was saying, Doug, I was digging the hole in your basement and geez, Louise down on my knees. It's not a very big hole. And I was trying to dig deeper, and this blasted helmet of mine got stuck in the freaking hole with my head in it. And I spent nearly four hours like that. I couldn't dig my way out, Doug. I've been in that situation before, but never like this in your basement with my head stuck between the freaking hole that I had dug. I had to call in the freaking fire department. You were off at work selling fish. Jeez Louise, down on my knees. And then they had to take me to the hospital. I met with my freaking doctor, Dr. Buckwalter, and geez Louise down on his knees. He said he's never seen anything like it. And he tightened the straps on me. So I have had a headache, and I have had it about up to here with your freaking bitching and moaning, Doug Jordan. To be quite frank, if you want us to leave you basically wide open, ready for attack, well, only God can help you in that situation. Yeah, that's fine. God can take care of it. I don't want anything to do with fortification in my house anymore. Well, I guess we'll have to discuss it after this show. But in the meantime, weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, we got a great freaking show for you. Full of freaking our week's news and discussions. If you want to call in, join the conversation. Call 513-914-6201. That's the Our Week hotline. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you also might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, Jennifer Lawrence's family farm burned down, according to People. The 30-year-old Oscar winner's family operated a summer camp on the Louisville, Kentucky homestead. Camp Hi-Ho has been the Lawrence family meal ticket for many years. Recently, the actress's brother, Blaine Lawrence, bought the camp from his mother. Quote, it is with the heaviest of hearts that we confirm the news that we lost our barn last night in a horrible fire, a Camp Hi-Ho Facebook statement said. We are deeply thankful that no people or animals were hurt, but we are still mourning the loss of years of hard work and memories that occurred in these walls. The Kentucky State Fire Marshal is currently working with Simpsonville Fire and Rescue to investigate the cause of fire. So, geez louise, down on my knees, an investigation is underway at the freaking Lawrence Homestead Camp High Home. Doug Jordan, you have been the victim of unexplained fires in the past. What say you to the cause of this fire? And was it an inside job? 
Um, I'm sorry, I got distracted when you said that Jennifer Lawrence's brother's name was Blaine. It kind of threw me off a little bit there. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm going to freaking agree with you on that one. I also was freaking thrown off by the mention of freaking, uh, freaking Blaine Lawrence. Uh, and I'm starting to freaking wonder if he had something to freaking do with this mysterious freaking fire. Well, I'm wondering if Brother Blaine had a maybe some unpaid taxes that he was trying to evade. And he thought that if he burned the documents in his barn fire, geez louise, down to my knees, he could wash his hands of it and move on. Well, that, see, now that's very freaking interesting. Uh, and, 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 and I, too, think I'm, 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 one, I'm start beginning to freaking suspect that freaking Blaine had some freaking documents, maybe some, maybe some freaking hard drives or some freaking evidence on it that he needed to freaking get rid of. Uh, so he decided he was going to buy his mother's freaking farm and set it a freaking blaze. Uh, it's an interesting freaking plan and, um, and quite an interesting freaking theory. Yeah. Yeah. I have a different uh, theory. I think that Blaine maybe uh, had a friend or a couple friends that he did a local radio show with, and uh, they decided to have a war on a, a warring radio station, and decided in order to get back at the uh, at the other radio station, they would steal all of the hard drives and all of the documents, and then they would take it to Blaine's farm, which is their friend and co-host of the show, and then they would light the farm on fire without Blaine knowing, and that's my theory about this. Where, where are you getting this from, Doug? Have yeah, that any, is a wild freaking theory. That is an unusual conclusion to jump to. Especially, Blaine loved this camp. He put his heart, soul, and seed into this freaking camp, God bless him. And geez louise, down on my knees, he did everything he could to save it. I well, Blaine loved the camp, but his friends didn't. I envision in my mind's eye Blaine out there in his farmer's shorts which are flyless boxer shorts, so geez louise, down on my knees, you know that the Dangly Johnson freaking often pops free from the fly as he's moving quickly with his boots on, and he is out there with a bucket of water trying to douse out the flames, and you're saying that as try as he might, it was all his freaking fault he put his friends up to it. Because of some sort of radio station war, it sounds vaguely familiar. I'd... Doug Jordan, have you been using again? Using what? Modeling glue, marijuana, anal nitrates, wine perhaps, wine coolers. I don't know. I, I'm pulling this from experience. I, I am blaming this story. You, this is what happened to me. You, Sandy anal... stole tapes from Evan Dawson and put them in my shed and then lit it on fire. First of all, I didn't just steal tapes. That was freaking evidence. And if I had known how to freaking access it, we would have known. We would have figured. Look. That, it was in the cloud. It was in the cloud. There you, there you freaking have it. And, 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 and that whole experience is neither here nor there. And I'm just thankful that it's freaking over. And I don't know why we have to continue to freaking bring it up. Yeah, I thought we washed our hands of that, Doug. So we'll move on. Last week, an open investigation into the death of Zappos founder Tony Shea has yielded some shocking truths about the entrepreneur, according to the New York Post. Shea, who stepped down as CEO of the online shoe seller in August, died in a Connecticut shed fire just hours after making plans to enter rehab. According to friends, COVID-19 isolation, alcohol abuse, and a heavy diet of psychedelic mushrooms and ecstasy left Shea agitated and in need of help. Shortly after making plans, plans to enter Hawaiian Rehabilitation Center, the founder entered a shed located on his girlfriend's waterfront property and asked friends to check in on him every five minutes. 
it was in that very shed that Shay died of what authorities have deemed toxic smoke inhalation as a result of an accidental fire. According to sources, Shay was mesmerized and entranced by fire. Other peculiar habits that may have contributed to the former CEO's death include experimenting with oxygen and food deprivation. Shay also used to test his bladder by holding in his urine. So, geez louise, down on my knees, we are back at it again. Another investigation, Doug Jordan, and another fire one, and this one actually is involving a freaking shed. So, do you think that Shay was in a radio war, or you think it might have been the anal nitrates that he was taking secretly while he was on a sitting at home after having his plane with himself. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what caused the fire. I mean, his friends were supposed to check on him every five minutes. It's possible that they just decided to neglect Shay and leave him in the shed and, and just neglect uh, his friendship and what he's done for them throughout the years and how he's given them, you know, sometimes a roof over their heads or sometimes a place to go for the holidays when they're, you know, stuck in a group home and they don't really have any family and their mother and father left them behind to rot in a freaking mental institution. You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Shay had had enough and his friends, uh, his friends uh, just neglected him, and uh, that, and that's what happened to, to Tony Shea. Yeah, that's a tor- that's a horrible tragedy. Well, I just hope that Shea knows wherever he is that Jeez Louise down on my knees, his friend in the mental institution loved him very much, and didn't wish him ill will. Uh, I I'm starting to think this Tony freaking Shea sounds a little bit like you, Doug. Cause it says at the end that he was testing his urine. Yeah, I've never tested Anybody my Anybody else, Doug, be quiet. Anybody else draw that freaking connection? I this remember guy's... there was a time where Doug Jordan was quite obsessed with stashing his urine in bottles and jugs I'm and hiding it obsessed. amongst his house. I mean, Doug was freaking enamored with his own freaking urine for quite some freaking time. Uh, and that, that, I'm having a hard time freaking looking beyond that. I'm just seeing a freaking connection, you know? Yeah. What say you, Doug Jordan? Yeah, there's no connection because I've never done that. I've never stashed my urine in bottles or, or jars and left them around my garage. You actually stashed quite a bit of it, if I'm recalling correctly. Yeah, you're recalling wrongly. I did not stash any urine. You, you know what this does make me think of in terms of the oxidant deprivation? I'm thinking that he might have been doing that to play with himself, if you know what I freaking mean. Often people get confused the death of somebody who goes into that cold, dark closet as a suicide, but when it is actually autoerotic asphyxiation. It's a form of, um, I believe what Taylor is trying to say is it's a form of freaking lovemaking that some people enjoy. Um, notably, freaking uh, David freaking Carradine uh, was, a, was a lover of, of, uh, of, of, asphyxiate, uh, of asphyxiating himself while uh, uh, playing with his... Uh, I'm playing with him. It's, uh, he was a big fan of freaking asphyxiation while freaking playing with him uh, while playing with himself and his freaking pe- uh, his freaking pe- being freaking honest with you. Yeah, and we all miss him and God bless him. And, and same goes to Tony Shea of Zappos.com. Last week, actor David Lander, who was best known for playing Squiggy on the sitcom Laverne and Shirley, died according to CNN. He was 73. Lander passed away at Cedar sinai Medical Center after years of battling multiple sclerosis. 
in the popular Happy Days spinoff, Lander played upstairs neighbor Andrew Squiggy Squigman, who shared a dwelling with Lenny, played by Michael McKean. Lander had 120 movie and television credits to his name at the time of his passing. Some of his notable roles included Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Scary Movie, and 101 Dalmatians, the series. So, God bless you, David Lander. We're all going to miss you. And Squiggy Squigman will continue to make me laugh in my brain. Doug Jordan, please, I am broken up about this one to high heaven. So I am not going to be able to speak on it without breaking down. Please offer the R Week eulogy that you have prepared. I I didn't prepare a eulogy. I don't even really know who Squiggy is. I'm looking him up right now. He... (laughs) And his, his name is Andrew Squiggy Swigman, and he, he lives with Lenny. What? In the season finale, Doug Jordan Squigman has to, unfortunately, send Lenny the way of the dodo, if you know what I freaking mean. Lenny ends up down by a creek bed. Doug Jordan, let me tell you the tale of this in Laverne and Surly. Down by a creek bed, Lenny has ran off because the authorities are moving in on him for killing the freaking bride of the freaking son of the farmer that he has been working on the farm with. But Lenny didn't mean to do it, Doug. Lenny has problems. Mostly a low IQ. And so Lenny, down by the river with his friend George, George Squiggy Squigman, is waiting. And Squigman tells him a hilarious tale of rabbits. As many as Lenny can kill, there were rabbits just over that hill. And you can squash every single one of them, Lenny. And Lenny puts a big smile on his face and looks over there. And as he's looking wistfully over at the rabbits that don't actually exist, as you might imagine, Doug Jordan, Squigman lifts a freaking German Luger to the back of his head and says a quick prayer underneath his breath and pulls the trigger. Spoiler alert. So, geez, always down on my knees. And that was the series finale of Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. Starring David Lander, who played Squiggy Squigman, the upstairs neighbor. He was the one that killed Lenny. John Malkovich. Yeah. At the time, it was very popular to have dramatic endings to comedy series. It all started with MASH, Doug Jordan. Well, I mean, if the show's called Laverne and Shirley, don't you think the ending would, would involve Laverne and Shirley? They were already dead by the finale. Yeah, they drove off a cliff with their yeah. hands hold it, held together as on the on the on the column of the car. They were being chased by the FBI, gone on a killing spree of sorts. They don't make them like they used to, Doug Jordan. Last week, Peter Dinklage made headlines after it was announced that he will be starring in the upcoming Toxic Avenger reboot, according to Deadline. The movie, a reimagining of the 1984 low-budget trauma entertainment classic by the same name, is set to begin filming in 2021. Dinklage is set to play the main character, while Macon Blair is slated to direct. This will be the third time the tiny actor has forayed into superhero film. Dinklage played a miniature Dr. Boulevard Trask in X-Men Days of Future Past, and a dwarf king uh, named Eitri in Avengers Infinity Wars. So, Sandy the Sandman Farkas, how excited are you to see Tiny Dinklage as the title role in the Toxic Avenger? Uh, yeah. Uh, when I freaking heard the freaking news, uh, that freaking, I mean, I'm always ecstatic whenever I hear freaking news involving Peter freaking Dinklage. Uh, 
But when I heard that he was going to be starring in a freaking reimagining a freaking The Toxic Avenger, uh, which is a film that I'm, I'm, I've, I have seen and, and uh, have freaking enjoyed, uh, I was freaking ecstatic. Uh, and I figured when I read this that he must be playing, uh, uh, well, at the beginning of The Freaking Toxic Avenger, there's a, a little boy who gets run over uh, by the bad guys. And then they uh, throw the car in reverse and run over his head. I figured, well, Peter Dinklage must be playing the little boy. Uh, and then I saw that he was playing the main character, the freaking hero, uh, the freaking Toxic Avenger himself. And I said, now that is freaking interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm wondering how they're going to freaking use his, um, uh, his freaking uh, stature uh, for the freaking, uh, the freaking story. Yeah, what I think is that perhaps it is not a reboot, but another sequel, and it starts with the Toxic Avenger making love to a woman, and he gets the woman pregnant, and then uh, obviously freaking Tiny Dinklage bursts forth from the loins of his mother, plays his freaking son. Maybe he's evil. Yeah, I'm, and that sound that that to me sounds sounds like a good freaking film and i'll i'll see it freaking regardless whether or not he is playing the little boy who gets his head run over or whether he's playing the freaking toxic avenger himself or whether or not he's the uh toxic avenger's little mutant evil son uh i'm, I'm i will be there with freaking bells on and uh and i freaking as a freaking dinklage fan i'm just freaking ecstatic i'm freaking thrilled now doug jordan you have seen all of the freaking superhero movies that exist how soon are we going to see Dinklage basically reboot his character of Dr. Bolivar Trask from X-Men Futures Past. Uh, I thought he died in that movie. I didn't, haven't seen it. Is that a spoiler alert, Doug? Doesn't he die or isn't he the bad? He's the bad guy in that movie, right? I haven't he, freaking seen him. I'm pretty sure he hates mutants and he's trying to kill the mutants and then the mutants kill him. Well, well that's very freaking unusual. Uh, that freaking Dr. Bolivar Trask would, would hate freaking mutants. Yeah, especially because he is one. It's a his mutation, is, Doug. Yeah. I mean, his yeah, his mutant power is to be incredibly small. He can fit in cabinets or freaking underneath the freaking kitchen sink. Or in, or even if you if you needed to, in little freaking luggage. luggage. He's a burrower, yeah. Doug. That, that I don't think that happens in the movie uh, that I can recall. And, and actually, in, in the Avengers Affinity Wars, I, I think that it was the opposite. I think that he could turn himself very, very big. Yeah, in that one, he does play a giant, which I which uh, which I found very freaking empowering uh, when I freaking, uh, though I have not seen that one either. Uh, but I did hear, I read that he plays a gigantic, and I said, that now we're freaking getting somewhere. That yeah. is freaking absolutely hilarious. God bless him. Well, Tiny Dinklage, wherever you are, we will always celebrate you here on WAYO LPGTQ Rochester and on Freaking Our Week in Review. Simulcast. Last week, Pennsylvania passed a bill that legalized 550-pound autonomous delivery robots and classified them as pedestrians, according to Mazak Media. Pennsylvania is now the 12th U.S. state to permit use of autonomous devices for delivery. The robot will assist in same-day delivery services or business-to-business deliveries from point of sale to the buyer. So, uh, critics of the bill have called the autonomous devices job killers and have called into question the safety of having these large machines roaming the streets and sidewalks. So, geez louise down on my knees, if you can't justify a 550-pound freaking robot driving around on the sidewalk, how can you freaking justify Jonah Hill walking around? He's easily three times that size. 
Talk about a freaking accident waiting to happen. What if he slips on some sort of food that he is dribbled down his shirt while he's eating, and he slips on it and falls on a small child, Doug Jordan? Flatten him like a pancake. Are you asking me a question? Because you said my name, and then you followed it with a statement. I'm going to tell you what I'm freaking imagining. Uh, I'm imagining uh, a scenario where a freaking, uh, we've all freaking seen it, where freaking Godzilla has to fight the freaking robot Godzilla. I mean, I'm imagining freaking giant, gigantic, fat Jonah Hill fighting the giant, gigantic, fat robot Jonah Hill and just absolutely laying waste to freaking cities uh, and just leaving them in freaking ruin. Yeah. And somehow he's a hero at the end, even though he's destroyed uh, basically all of New York City. Yeah. So they decide to kill him anyway. He uh, He's all dazed and confused, Doug Jordan, and he sees the Eiffel Tower. He thinks it's a giant Twinkie, swallows it whole. So he hallucinates because he he experiences mirages of freaking great hunger because being that size your freaking your freaking hunger is never satisfied. So when he sees giant buildings, you know, like the freaking um, the Eiffel Tower is a great example. Maybe when he sees the freaking Empire State Building, he sees a giant freaking ho ho. Uh, maybe when he sees the Pentagon, he sees a giant freaking burger or a, a freaking McGriddle pancake sandwich from freaking McDonald's. And he just lays freaking waste to everything. My favorite part in that movie is where Jonah Hill breaks into the freaking fluff factory and he just rolls around in it and just consumes all of the fluff and he gets his powers back. And he's reinvigorated, Doug Jordan. And they said there's only one per- people to freaking handle this freaking situation, and they freaking call up the freaking, yep, you guessed it, freaking Ghostbusters, uh, because he is, in fact, at that point, a gigantic, fat marshmallow man, uh, and they are, and they have fought him before. Uh, and But in this scenario, they say, but we need freaking backup, and they say, who do we freaking call? And they go, I know, just the freaking guy. Yep, you guessed it, freaking Dunkirk shows up with a freaking shotgun. He blows everyone away, and before turning it on himself, because he can't freaking live with what he's done, Doug Jordan. Sets it up for a sequel, so. Uh, I'm a little lost. I thought this story was about uh, robots delivering packages. I don't know where it turned into Jonah Hill becoming a the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and devouring buildings, and then uh, Butler showing up and uh, and killing himself. I'm a little confused. That's is what I'm going to say. Well, I'm sure when you see it, it all makes sense. Last week, Queen Elizabeth's beloved dog Vulcan reportedly died, according to the Daily Mail. Although officials from Buckingham Palace have yet to comment publicly, the Queen's beloved Dachshund Corgi Mix is believed to have died. According to reports, Vulcan died while at Windsor Palace, leaving Candy, another Dachshund Corgi Mix, as the Queen's only remaining dog. News of the animal's death comes at the heels of the death of Duke and Duchess's of Cambridge's dog, Lupo. So, we talked about this last week, little Lupo. Gone the way of the dodo. Smudged out, Doug Jordan. And I am wondering, when will this end? Because someone at that goddamn palace, Windsor Palace or Buckingham Palace or the Crystal Palace, it doesn't matter. I know that somebody is taking these dogs out, and I think it's a little boy, the son of, of the Duke and Duchess, Prince William and Kate Middlebury. Here's the thing, Doug Jordan. The little son... Is if you've seen pictures of him, he is the striking image of Majali Gulgan, but not when he played the little boy of mischief in the Home Alone one, two, and three. When he played the freaking little boy of mischief in the freaking Good Son, 
if you've ever seen it, and I know you have. I thought you were going to say Richie Rich, but okay. Well, it's yeah, actually, that's a good point. It's a mix between Richie Rich, a British Richie Rich, and the good son, who's actually a bad son. Yeah, that, that I remember freaking blowing my mind when I watched the movie The Good Son. I was expecting it to be a movie about a good son. Uh, but then by the end of it, you're like, well, you're, you're like sitting there and you're going, wait a minute, what? This it seems he seems like he's a freaking bad son. Yeah, he kills his freaking he kills his little freaking brother, uh, and he freaking kills freaking Eliza Wood, freaking uh, freaking Frodo. And now he's out for dogs, Doug Jordan, because the dogs get too much attention. They claim the spotlight. See the thing about fame, Doug Jordan, and maybe someday you'll learn, is that when the camera lights are flashing. At first, the light is blinding and disorienting, and you feel as though you must escape. But, geez, Louise, eventually you learn to live with it, and then you get to a point where you can't live without it. And if those lights don't shine quite so bright for you one day, you find yourself disoriented from the lack of flashes and the calls of your name and the requests and the selfies. And on that day, Doug Jordan, you turn to the only thing that you know to be in your heart, which is hate. And you take it out on the thing closest to you, something vulnerable, something weak, a tiny corgi, dachshund, mixed breed, name of Vulcan, and a beautiful, lovely little dog named Lupo. And you snuff the light out, Doug, because your light has been snuffed out long ago. And it's only a matter of time before the little boy comes after freaking the queen's only remaining dog, Candy. And let's just hope before that freaking happens, that boy finds a new light. Yep, I'm talking about the freaking light at the end of the tunnel. He freaking goes the way of the dodo himself and freaking spares this poor freaking dog. And, and, we, and Doug, maybe you could take a freaking pointer from his freaking playbook. The thing is, Doug Jordan, we don't, we're not advocating for the loss of any life here. But what we're saying is that if you watch the movie The Good Son, spoiler alert, The Good Son, which is actually bad, Majali Golgan, is released into the afterlife at the end yeah uh freaking spoiler alert uh the mom freaking drops drops him she drops him off a freaking she i believe if i'm if i'm not mistaken she pushes him off a cliff and he falls to his freaking death and sometimes when you have a son who's gone who started off good maybe and has gone rotten and spoiled you have to extinguish that son before before he freaking causes many more freaking mischief yeah I don't know why you guys talk to me like I'm the person that you have to explain this to. I, I you could talk to people, you know, that are listening on the radio. You don't have to. I I don't know. I'm just confused. Doug, I feel like you're not freaking getting this, uh, and I'm happy to freaking break it down for you. Further. No, I there, I get it. He the, the, the good movie is son the is good actually son. A he's a bad son. son. He's a yeah. bad son. Yeah. Well, and that's also what's happening with this freaking dog killer boy. Do you think that the, the I'm youngest hoping son, the freaking Doug stop the Duke I'm and Duchess the freaking, his son Doug. He's a bad, he's the bad son, Doug, and he's killing these freaking dogs and they need to take him to a freaking cliff and freaking, and freaking send him home, Doug, because he's a bad son. Is it possible these dogs are just, you know, dying of natural no. causes? Like no, old it's age? not possible, Doug. I mean, that's where my, my mind goes. I, I don't know why both of you have to take it and make it about a little boy who's, who's killing animals. It could just be that the dogs are getting old and they're dying on their own. You know, that sometimes that there's 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 good things that happen in the world. Sometimes there's bad things. Is it possible this boy is killing and murdering the dogs? Yeah, maybe. But 
I highly well, freaking doubt it. You have it. You heard it here first, freaking Wiggers and Tweakers. Uh, Doug, Doug freaking finally admitted fault, uh, and he is wrong, and uh, we forgive him. Yes. I. Yeah, you are forgiven and absolved of your sin, Doug, and we're glad that you've accepted this burden of untruth that you carry with you, so... What, what exactly did I admit? I said it's a possibility. We have a segment to get to, Doug. With the opening ceremonies of Hanukkah right around the corner, we here at Our Week would like to embolden listeners to the mysterious wonders of the Festival of Lights in a little segment we call Our Week's Guide to Hanukkah. So, geez louise, down on my knees, we're going to be utilizing the eight-category system analysis again to shed some light on what it is like to enjoy this Festival of Lights, this beautiful festival. And the first category is food, the second shelter, the third is clothing, the fourth toilet, the fifth cars and motorcycles, the sixth sports, the seventh geography, and the eighth miscellaneous. So everybody knows that sex and Jesus blue wheeze start your freaking engines because geez, we're freaking hot for freaking Hanukkah this year. So number one being freaking food. I know that every freaking Hanukkah, I have always eaten potato lackeys which are like pancakes made out of potatoes, but you eat them with applesauce, Doug Jordan, and sour cream. And you take the sour cream and you put 50, and you put half, you go, it's a one-to-one ratio, Doug Jordan. And you mix the sour cream and the applesauce and churn it until it is a creamy, chunky applesauce mixture. And geez Louise, down on my knees, it is delicious. Then you dip your potato latkes, or you can fill them like a taco and fold them over with that mixture I just described in the middle. And you shovel it down your freaking sweet gullet, and it is absolutely delicious. So that is the food. Eight days of that, and by the eighth day, you're going to be sick of it. But day one, you're going to you think you're going to think, oh, I wish every day was latke day. So. What were you going to say, Doug Jordan? Yeah, I don't think you have to mix it. You don't have to necessarily mix them and, and churn them into its own sauce. You can just have them uh, separately. Uh, I've never heard of anybody actually taking a one-to-one ratio of sour cream and applesauce and mixing in them and churning them until it makes some sort of a chunky, creamy apple uh, mess. Uh, I've never heard of that before. So I just wanted to put that out there, that, that they can be separated. Well, number two is Sandy with Selter. Uh, yeah. Um, so the first freaking Hanukkah was freaking uh, uh, celebrating a, a freaking uh, freaking manger uh, because that's all the people had for freaking uh, Selters back in the freaking day. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, um, freaking modern day, we don't freaking have freaking mangers. What we have are freaking sheds. Uh, so go ahead and feel free to freaking gather around the freaking shed uh, or get inside the shed and gather around a small freaking fire um, where you will then freaking pass around your freaking lockies and your and the classic freaking uh, apple sour cream mixture. Uh, the best way to freaking uh, d- distribute the freaking mixture uh, I've found is with a freaking uh, is is there's two freaking options here. Uh, one is with a giant bowl uh, and a freaking ladle is a good way to freaking just sort of dollop it out onto your freaking lockies. Or you can fill up a pitcher uh, um, and 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 pour it like it's a freaking like it's a beverage almost. Um, although don't be alarmed if you think it's m- much too thick to be a freaking beverage because that's that's the way it should look. 
so that um, so uh, shed uh, shed is for free and shelter. Yeah, and why don't you? You're on a roll, so why don't you take Tadia Risher's spot with clothing? Uh, sure. Um, so for freaking clothing, you would uh, you would typically wear the uh, the the, uh, the the classic freaking uh, freaking Hanukkah garb, uh, which would be you know um, the 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 freaking the freaking clothings of the old freaking country, which is mostly freaking you know rags or freaking um, uh, freaking sheep's skin, wool, uh, wool freaking uh, blankets, ponchos. Uh, and what freaking have you? Uh, you're gonna want to freaking really freaking bundle up because you're gonna be out in the freaking shed and it's gonna be freaking cold because it is freaking winter time. Uh, and and if you get freaking cold, you can go ahead and freaking lather the freaking mixture, uh, the freaking applesauce, freaking sour cream, freaking mixture, uh, onto your freaking face, uh, which will help it from freaking uh, getting freaking frost, freaking frost, freaking bright. Can you explain the science of that a little bit? How would rubbing a mixture of sour cream and applesauce on your face uh, help keep frostbite away i've never well, heard of that before uh, if you would shut the f- up uh, for a one just one freaking moment um i will i'd be happy to freaking explain it to you um i, I did correct me if i'm not freaking wrong uh, i did mention that you uh there is a freaking fire in this scenario there's a freaking uh little freaking uh, aluminum freaking trash can in the freaking center of the freaking shed which is freaking uh um, the, which freaking is on fire and the freaking the shed is filling up with freaking warmth and freaking smoke uh, so that is getting into the friggin' the mixture, and uh, and the way the, this friggin' particular friggin' mixture works is it friggin' traps in friggin' heat. Uh, it's something specific between the friggin' the sour cream and the friggin' applesauce combining, uh, where it just re- retains friggin' heat. So if you go ahead and friggin' lather that onto your friggin' face, uh, you will friggin' not get friggin' frostbite. Fr- uh, friggin' frostbite. Yeah, mm, it, it, frostbite. It, it exfoli- uh, it's, fo- it's a foliage. It's, ex- it's an exfoliant. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty good exfoliant. Yeah. So, Doug Jordan, your favorite is number th- four, toilet. I, I, you go to the, uh, I guess you would go to the toilet like normal. Very you good. Go to a bathroom. Yeah. Not if you eat all that freaking, not after day eight of eating only latkes yeah. and freaking sour cream applesauce mixture. It freaking plugs you right up. Day eight, Doug Jordan. Those the lackeys are long gone, and geez, Louise, down on my knees. You just got the mixture left, and trust me, after day eight of just shoveling that down your gullet, no toilet experience is going to be the same. Yeah. Well, that's why historians, you can look back and the historians have always wanted to freaking uh, tack on a ninth day of freaking Hanukkah, which is the freaking release, uh, because by the, by the eighth day, you are so freaking uh, blocked up um, by this from eating the freaking the holy freaking mixture. Uh, but the ninth day is 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 known as the freaking release. Uh, the freaking the freaking cork is freaking loosened and the freaking mixture will freaking uh, spew forth uh, from your freaking loins into the freaking the bowl. And, and you have to be freaking careful because the mixture will look the same going into you as it does when it freaking comes out. So if you are freaking inclined to freaking eat it because it looks the same, uh, you, you mustn't because uh, when it freaking when it interacts with the freaking bile of your stomach, it becomes deathly freaking poisonous. If, if you look into the freaking toilet bowl and you think about shoveling more down into your freaking sweet gullet, um, you will be freaking signing your freaking death warrant uh, because you will it will freaking. It'll freaking eviscerate, uh, freaking eviscerate you. Yeah. So that was for toilet number five, cars and freaking motorcycles. Everyone. Well, I had a, can I, I have a follow-up question. So there's eight days. Hanukkah is eight days, right? And you said by the eighth day, usually people run out of latkes and they just have mixture of applesauce and sour cream. Yeah, that's correct. 
and this nice is, to know you're listening. Okay, I just want to I just want to clarify something here. So, how much of this mixture are people making to feed a family where it would last eight days and they would run out of potatoes to make the pancakes? Pounds and pounds and pounds of it. Maybe forty gallons. One of those big industrial barrels. Doug Jordan. And, and people are just surviving on eating that. Well, I mean, Doug. I mean, you you you'll probably have to freaking make more. Uh, but the the point is, is that you you do not continue to make the freaking lockies. Once the lockies are freaking gone, you are done with them, and you just need to continue making more freaking mixture. Doug, have you ever noticed that come round Hanukkah time, you go to the grocery store and you say, "I'd like to make tacos tonight. I'll get some sour cream," or "I want to feed a blind man. I'll get some applesauce." And geez, Louise, down on my knees, there's none to be found. If you want either of those items, you have to get them months in advance. Yeah, I don't. I'm gonna go ahead and I, I'm gonna say that I don't think that's true. I I don't think that I've ever noticed when going to the grocery store in the holiday time that there is an absence of sour cream or applesauce because the entire Jewish community has bought the entire store's worth of sour cream and applesauce. Well, it's it's funny the things you don't notice, and and then once you hear about them, you'll start noticing it. Go check. And uh, cars and motorcycles, as I was saying, Doug Jordan, um, cars and motorcycles are irrelevant because it's it, have they have been replaced by candles. Yeah. And the combustion engine exists in the hearts and minds of those observing these candles as they burn, Doug Jordan. Not in the engine of an actual automobile. I think you're confused about... The analogy. I, I think you're th- you're thinking I'm sp- speaking about an actual car and motorcycle. I'm meaning the heart is the combustion, the blood, and and the sour cream and the and the applesauce. So the, the cars and motorcycles were replaced by the candle, the flame, the heart, all, all in one. Yeah, Doug, I'm I'm afraid you're getting hung up on the friggin' cars and motorcycles aspect of it. It's it doesn't really apply. It's a, it's more about the uh, the heart and the soul and the no, the sour cream and the applesauce, the, and the mixture you get when you put those two things together and turn it. Yeah. So transportation's just out, out the it window. It doesn't apply, days. Doug. It doesn't freaking apply. No, no cars, no motorcycles, just no. candles and cream and applesauce. This is, this is one of the few times where the eight-category systems analysis fails uh, because cars and motorcycles d- uh, does not apply to this to, to freaking Hanukkah. But the combustion... Yeah, but it's you can find a freaking analogy that freaking yeah. So it, in in a way, it actually more perfect than you could ever have imagined. So number six, that's Sandy Farkas with sports. I'm sure I'm sure you could find something to do with a freaking mixture for freaking sports. Um, maybe a freaking competition. Who can freaking guzzle um, the mixture faster? Who can guzzle more of the freaking mixture? Um, um, or you can take it outside and make it freaking freeze and you can turn it into a sort of a, a frozen wad of the freaking mixture and toss it around like a freaking pigskin. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the sports um, really, I mean, can just exist in your freaking heart, uh, you know, and um, doesn't really apply. You can just, yeah. And dreidel. You forgot oh, about playing dreidel. Sure. You freaking use the dreidel and freaking bet some and bet freaking little chocolate coins. Yeah. <clears throat> That's yeah. a, and then you and then it's a gambling game, Doug Jordan. It's number and Sandy. Maybe you can help me with this. Gamal 
freaking hay, freaking take half, you get half of the freaking little coins. Uh, give them all. Give, you give them all. Uh, yeah, no, I can't. I can't freaking help you. I don't freaking remember. Give them. I used to take bring, them all. Hey, take half. And there's two more, and one of them is none. I can't remember. But there's four sides to this top, and it's a gambler's game, Doug Jordan. And it goes to the wee hours of the night, and it is a high stakes game. And you do not enter into this game of dreidel without fortitude and stamina. May the best man or woman win, or the third thing. God bless him. And may God have mercy on your soul. God bless you. So number seven is geography. Tady Risher usually does this. We're gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and say it is not where you might think it is, Doug Jordan. It is not in Israel. It is not in Jerusalem. It is not in the United States alone. It is everywhere, but where the one place where it definitely is is in the heart and in the flame of the candle. And the sour cream and the and the applesauce. So, geez, Louise, that's geography. And number eight, Doug Jordan, that's you, your favorite miscellaneous, which everyone knows is sex. God bless you. Uh, you people are probably are probably having it, or maybe not. What do you mean? I mean, maybe they are, or maybe they're not. Sometimes people have sex, and sometimes they don't. No, I, I heard you on that. Expand on that, please. For weakers and tweakers. I mean, there's not really much to expand on. People either have sex or they don't have sex if they don't want to, or if maybe they are not attracted to the other person, or they don't. They just don't want to. What or they the do. Chances, what are the chances that some seed ends up getting in the freaking mixture? Yeah, I'm gonna say that I, I've never heard of this mixture before in my entire life. So I'm gonna say the chances of anything getting into this mixture that nobody has made in the history of the world. Well, I can't oh, say Doug, that. Yeah, that's not fair, Doug. You, we, you know, you don't celebrate freaking Hanukkah. Yeah. Yeah, but neither do either of you. I grew up celebrating Hanukkah. Yes, I did. So. so and this is what your family did every year. Well, not exactly. You'd make Forty to sixty gallons of a mixture of sour cream and applesauce, and after you ran out of latkes pretty early on, because there aren't that many potatoes, your family would solely eat a mixture of sour cream and applesauce until on the ninth day of Hanukkah, which people have said is the the new day that they're adding. The cork releases, and the poison of sour cream and applesauce erupts from your bodies. Well, and there's a dreidel thrown in there, too, that you bet on chocolate coins that you don't really understand the rules for. I split my time between that and Christmas, so it was half and half. We did about half that, so. Okay. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, this has been another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Review. We love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot and for you. Stay safe out there. Have a blessed evening. And we'll see you freaking next week. Jeez Louise, down on my knees, we need to talk about something. Where is Tadia? Because this has gone on for too long. I have not seen hide nor hair of him. Um, I mean, I, I, I have been under the impression that he's that he's that he's dead. I, I've been, I, I, I. I accepted the fact that he's dead um, a couple weeks, a couple weeks back now. At this point, that is one fact I cannot accept: is the death of Tadia, who I have often seen as my son, and he has always seen me as a father figure. Doug Jordan, is there a little hope out there for Tadia yet? 
I don't really have a relationship with him, so I'm going to abstain from commenting. So you think, so you, so you dead? Probably not. He'll probably come back in a couple weeks and make up a story about how he faked some illness. I can't wait. <laughs>